Well, tonight we're going to make you an offer you can't refuse. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 95, for the week of Wednesday, the 11th of December, 2013. I'm Scott. And I'm Ben, and this episode is brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toy of the Week is the Gentle Giant Spider-Ham mini-bust, and in our discussion topic, we deconstruct Hasbro's Star Wars Black 6-inch Series 2. I am indeed, barely. Kind of alive. Getting there. Yeah. How have you been? I've been pretty, pretty awesome, pretty good. Lots happening. I think I've missed maybe three consecutive episodes now, which is uh, a first for me. Absolute first. I've been a bit of a regular, but been... uh, been lots of things happening in in the household, family expansions, pet issues, all sorts of things happening, and um, hopefully now things have settled down and and uh, yeah, back into the swing of it. I think try awesome. and catch up. Awesome. Yeah. And how have you been? I've been well. I've been on the road again, but I'm home now until um, Christmas. Well, hopefully until mid January. So nice. All good. Another week back in Adelaide, which was um, really interesting because. The Ashes are ah. on, and for people who have no idea what that is, this is the annual uh, cricket match between the England side and the Australia side, and this is the Australia version, obviously, that go around all the major cities, and uh, also Adelaide, and um, so they happened to be there while I was there, and that was crowded, and there was actual traffic, which was pretty impressive. And you still managed to get a hotel and all that sort of thing? You didn't end up in a cardboard box with a Ninja Turtles? Or? Seriously, only just. Um, because I normally, I always stay at the same place. And I normally, you know, don't necessarily plan very far ahead because th- there's always plenty to choose from. And when I actually went to book, I was like, why is everything booked? And why is it so expensive? So I did actually manage to get in. Uh, to where I normally stay, but it cost a lot more than mm. the normal. Thankfully, not my problem. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, no, it was all all good. And uh, once again, we were meant to have Eli with us tonight. He's trying his hardest to get back on this show, but uh, his internet is not cooperating. Yeah, he's stolen my gig. He used to be, you know, I was the foil for all the uh, internet problems and dropouts and things like that. But he's stepped up and taken over. Yeah, it's a dodgy actual physical telephone line and internet connection issue that is keeping him away. Although we had a very amusing discussion with him on a huge delay, um, you know, which was <laughs> kind of really fun to chat, but probably not great for podcasting. So yes, he did the honorable thing and bowed out. <laughs> I, I think, unless he's still there kind of waiting for us to get back to him. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, well, there's only two of us, which means that we've got a lot to do, so I reckon that we should get started with some articulated news. Indeed. Dragon Ball Z, the saga continues. Cosmic evil is on the rise. You and your friends are Earth's only hope. Will Goku and Trunk Super Saiyan power be enough this time? Gohan's in danger until Team Dragon Ball Z joins the fight. Now. 
But wait, it's Evil Freeza. The Earth is still in trouble. Your friends are in for the fight of their life, but you won't let them down. The fate of the world depends on it, each sold separately. Well, as always, we start each episode with a bit of news. It's not all the news. It's just the news that has interested us and that we feel like talking about. And Ben, you're going to start. So over to you. I am. Thank you very much. And in the uh, initial news, McFarlane Toys. Uh, McFarlane's still chugging along with their Walking Dead license, and they offered a Black Friday exclusive sale for a Negan action figure. Uh, Negan, for those people who don't know, was introduced in, um, was he actually introduced in Walking Dead 100 or slightly before, but anyway, around, must have been a couple of episodes, a couple of issues before uh, issue 100 of the comic book. and The last he, issue I ever read. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, and he went on to become the most significant villain um, probably since the governor, and because Kirkman's a bit of a sadist, um, I'd say he's tried to up the ante and, and really make him even more villainous than the governor um and so yeah this is a bit of a uh don't really care kind of thing for me (laughs) because um i i found the walking dead 100 to be probably the most repugnant comic i've ever read um i'm I'm a big fan of horror films uh, and i've watched a lot of uh, a lot of the really bad stuff but when i heard that there was going to be big things in issue 100 i thought i thought okay this will be interesting and it just turned out um let's just kill off a major character in the most repulsive way possible yeah. but anyway um <laughs> the same uh, thing too i think it was a i mean we're talking comics not choice here but it was just a giant missed opportunity to breathe some new life into the story Absolutely. You know, they could have, you know, to me, I think, you know, they could have jumped forward. They could have done a lot of different things instead of that, which was just, you know, you just, I was left like, okay, well, I just don't need to read this anymore because mm. I just, you know, I obviously, um, I don't care. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. So there was a colour so, version and a black and white version of this, right? There is indeed, and you can uh, get an exclusive Skybound blister card for $25 a piece, and Skybound is Robert Kirkman's company, and he's actually got a bit of a web store going on his on his site. He's okay. uh, selling a lot of things directly through his own website rather than through um, third parties. So anyway, um, 25 bucks if you want that one. Good toy. I mean, like, you know, it's a nice... Um, it is, actually. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not bad looking at all. No. Um, and if it wasn't it was such a, you know, uh, couldn't care less, type character but anyway but i suppose if you're still if you're still following it and you're still into it then this would be a big deal yeah well that's right but yeah. um speaking of zombies um <laughs> i was actually pretty chuffed when i uh, i mean this is not really action figure related but uh, certainly a, a bit of fun and that is that there's a previews exclusive store um, it's a zombie survival kit standard issue tactical gear box so it kind of looks like a bit of an ammunition box that you'd get sort of like say 50 caliber ammo in but it, it's <laughs> obviously meant to take the place of something like your lunch box so it's probably you know reasonably small and it's quite fun it's got the zombie emergency emergency you know response sort of that biohazard logo and it's got the uh, the sort of the camouflage scheme and it's uh it's cheap it's only about ten dollars so i need this it is it's fun um I need it i have the most boring lunchbox in the world so you know yeah. I'd, I'd be tempted to get something like this although mine's a squishy one that so it fits in my backpack and yeah know, but this is metal isn't it so yeah yeah, yeah. so it's hilarious um, it is. It's a bit of fun. And anyway, apparently, and they've even gone so far as to say it's on page 499 of previews, <laughs> the latest previews, and it'll be in stores March 2014. It'll cost you 10 bucks. Wow. So a bit of fun. Awesome. Um, 
Yeah, moving on. Uh, Marvel Legends. Um, what's left of Marvel Legends? I guess it's not really Marvel Legends anymore, is it? It's. Um, I think they've got a very specific name now. We've been referring to them as like the Cap Legends yeah. and the Spidey Legends, but I, I think they've actually got a specific title for them now in the way that they'll be introduced. But there's been a lot of discussion since we saw the reveals at San Diego and we found out that the Cap line has the, the Mandroid Build-A-Figure and the Spidey line has the green ultimate Green Goblin uh, Build-A-Figure that nobody asked for. Um, <laughs> they started talking about the case breakdowns and while I'm not going to go into huge amounts of detail of the exact breakdowns, it is uh, one of those cases of where the, the first case will um, feature, like in the Spidey Legends, Legends will feature the ultimate beetle, but then the swap out will be um, Boomerang. Um, there's a Carnage and Toxin swap out figure. I guess you know, this is sort of not new news, but it's one of those frustrating situations where the case assortments really just aren't collector friendly. It's, it's one of those cases where you'll get eight figures in a case and you'll be lucky if you get you'll get a, a Baron Zemo, a Red Skull, an AIM agent, a Hydra agent, and four Captain Americas. Um, whereas, uh, you know, I'm not interested in any Captain Americas because I have plenty of Captain Americas. I really just want those other four figures. Um, oh, this actually brings me back, you know, if I go right back to the late 90s when McFarlane was sort of the king of toys and they were shipping tons of stuff, I remember they used to have multiple case assortments. There was that sort of A, B, C, you know, case assortments, and they were specifically set up to support the different types of retailer. So you would have that kind of case assortment that would be going to the Toys R Us that would feature quite heavily on the the heroes and, um, you know, they'd be quite uh, low on things like, say, the female figures. But then there were case assortments that would go to comic shops that would be split into, you know, equal sets Hmm. um, to to benefit the retailer and the collector. And, And it's interesting that that just doesn't seem to be happening anymore. Yeah. I, I guess it's a, just an evolution of uh, that's probably mostly dictated by the retailers, you know, the the major retailers and what they want. And mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a, at least in the Spidey one, it has all the pieces for the build figure that nobody wants. Yes, um, you know, but it's just a, just making it harder for the collector. I think. That's right. That's exactly right. So, a bit of a disappointment. But anyway, we, we shall see when they come out, and we'll talk about the Wolverine Legends in a future episode. Mm-hmm. Um, something else that's happening, the uh, the Four Horsemen continue to power on. See what I did there? See what mm-hmm. I did? Power on with their, their Power Lords figures. And the, um, the Slate Zone Soldier and Slate Zone Elite figures will be up for sale to the general public. Um, this is a bit of a big deal because they were originally only available to the Power Lords fan club members for the first 48 hours, and then this will be the remaining stock. Um, so if you've been after those and weren't a member, you should probably get in and have a bit of a look. Um, they'll go on sale. They're actually on sale now as of December 4th, 2013. So if you go to www.storehorseman.com and have a bit of a look, you might be able to pick those up. Mm-hmm. So a bit of a, a bit of a disappointment. I was getting quite ready to collect the Power Lords and sort of to find out that they weren't that sort of six-inch scale that I was hoping for. Yeah, I was surprised by that too. I, I didn't yeah. realise that uh, they were going to be that size. Hmm. Hmm. A bit disappointing. So, mm. um, and in my last bit of news, there's a, a new uh, Iron Man and Hulk uh, Heroes United animated film coming out, and uh, it actually features the opportunity to get exclusive mini mates. Mm. 
So pick up the movie and you've got the opportunity to pick up a, well, not exactly Izzy. It's a, <laughs> gosh, it's, it's hard to des- describe. I guess it's, um, it's Iron Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, uh, yeah, you've got sort of the Hulkbuster Iron Man, but they, so you've got sort of Hulk in Iron Man armor and you've got a Hulkbuster Iron Man. Um, you can get those for an additional ninety nine, oh, sorry, nine ninety nine via Redemption. So okay. I guess if you're a, a diehard Mini Mates collector, you, you might not want to sort of miss out on these because they'll probably be hard to come by on the, the secondary market. That's funny. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Hulk in Iron Man armor. That's um, no, interesting. Because, like, <laughs> you know, he, he so needs it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Oh, it's funny anyway. Like, you know, that's, it's cool in a kind of like, wow, that's really weird sort of way. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, on to a bit of Doctor Who news. Now, if you haven't uh, seen the Doctor Who 50th anniversary special yet, la, 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 la. spoilers, uh, we, we got a hint of this in the Night of the Doctor minisode before the uh, anniversary episode, which was just awesome in itself because it was eighth doctory and um you know all good and introduced the war doctor which obviously was uh, expanded on in the 50th anniversary special um so i won't do too many details in case you don't know what i'm talking about yet and you still plan to watch it but this is the john hurt likeness of the war doctor and this is still in the five inch scale um underground toys of course has moved to three and three quarter for uh new figures which to me look terrible Mm. um it's so disappointing but anyway the i mean i'm not a diehard collector so it's not no skin off my nose but if i had been collecting that line for as long as it's been around and it suddenly swapped scale i would have cranky pants on for sure Mm. um <clears throat> but these are still in the five inch, and uh, this is the John Hurt War Doctor with uh, his sonic screwdriver, his uh, moment, um, which is a piece from the special, and then also an alternate Eighth Doctor head, which is a bit weird because the Eighth Doctor didn't wear that um, mm. outfit in the minisode, but it's still it's the Eighth Doctor, and suddenly everyone realizes that the Eighth Doctor is cool. Yeah, so there you go. So that's, uh, you know, fun anyway. And this is, uh, I don't know if it's exclusive, though. I think it's just a normal release. So that's mm. that's cool. And it's out in February. Very good. Uh, and then next, some Marvel Select news. The We know, of course, that the upcoming Captain America film is a Winter Soldier film. And uh, we are also getting a comic-accurate uh, Winter Soldier, which of course is a Disney Star exclusive, uh, <laughs> but that's okay. At least it's coming out. Oh, sorry. And also the Marvel Store, which doesn't help us in Australia either. So. Yes. Yeah. But, Thanks, guys. <laughs> thankfully, I have found these Disney Store exclusives to be pretty accessible on eBay. So yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and you pick and choose, obviously. But this actually, I think, looks fabulous. Um, it's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's very it's nicely done. Really, really nicely sculpted. It's a Jean St. Jean sculpt, so of um, course it's great. It's like say. me mate Jean. Mm. <laughs> Hi, Jean. Um, <laughs> the and uh, it's got a groovy prop as well. Um, I wish I had room to display the props. Yeah, what's going on with this prop? I mean, it's obviously some kind of window, but to me, what jumps out straight away? It looks like one of those. Um, 
you know, the, the hoops with the paper across it and they hold it up and the dogs jump through it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very that's actually what I thought it was. What is it supposed to be? I assume it's some kind of window. Oh, and yeah, he's, okay. He's knocked knock the glass out so that he can snipe away. A shattered window display base. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, um, hmm. <laughs> shattered window display base. There you go. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. It is a nice-looking figure. Yeah, I really like it. Can't wait. Uh, <clears throat> and then we've got a couple of updates on some indie projects and, and Kickstarter projects that we have covered over the course of this year. Uh, we spoke to Jared Zajcek from the Golden Age Comics Figurine Collection a little while ago, and he has put an update up at his website, which is goldenagefigurines.com, about Phantoma, which is the next release and he's got uh, some just really fun pictures of the resin castings of Antoma and how they arrive to him which is really cool so if you like those kind of behind the scenes uh, toy process insights then you will enjoy having a look at that at goldenagefigurines.com and the labeling for the different versions of Fantoma as well so that you can kind of see what's going on. I love these sort of updates that you get from these smaller little uh, companies and hobby projects. And then we did an episode about Kickstarter action figure projects earlier this year, and one of them that we talked about was Todd Broadwater and his legendary Monsters, um, which I am really looking forward to. And one of the ones that I chose, I, I chose two, and one of them that I chose was the Missouri Monster. Mm. And that is, uh, I think, going to be the first one out. Yep. And he's got some photos of that. Now, he, I believe, is painting all of these himself by hand. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah, that's right. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, oh, maybe, oh... Uh, Maybe I'm not. Yeah, I am getting this one. Um, I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm getting Mothman. And then I can't remember if I'm getting the Jersey De- Devil or... Uh, Chupacabra. No, I'm not getting Chupacabra. He's too weird for me. <laughs> um, but anyway, now if I'm not getting the Misery Monster, I'm sad because these look absolutely awesome. So good on you, Todd. And yeah, it's great good to news. See. Yeah, they're absolutely happening. I've backed a few Kickstarters now. I've yet to actually come into possession of anything. <laughs> Um, but I'm sure it's only a matter of time. That's right. And speaking of only a matter of time, it's only a matter of time before we have to hand over to our good friend John for another Name That. Season's greetings, my friends. This is John, and I'm back with another installment of Name That. And the fact that I'm back is really rather relevant to last week's Name That. We will play that sound right here. Heavy metal cycle zeroes in and fires. But his evil tries to get even. Deploys his secret weapon. And the reason that that was relevant is because that is a Terminator 2 commercial um, back in the day from the vintage Terminator line. So uh, I'll be back. Now you get it, I'm sure. Anyway, moving on to this week's sound. You want to know what makes them super? Because they triumph over the evil and his brain with sidekicks. Using only their and they battle the hideous dino human army. Those are scary. And we'll play that one more time for you. You want to know what makes them super? Because they triumph over the evil and his brain with sidekicks. Using only their and they battle the hideous 
human army. Those just like I always say, you know, guessing's fun and uh, don't do it alone. So come on over to AFBforum.com and leave your guess over there. And if you get it right, you get a forum point and you can trade those for, um, I believe it's Pogs at some comic book stores. So come on over, win some Pogs maybe. Um, if not, maybe you want to come over to TVandFilmToys.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays and play the picture version. we got some really cool ones coming up. Uh, should be some tough ones, so uh, that'll be fun as well. And as always, this is John, a.k.a. Engineer Nerd, saying peace out. Heavy metal cycle zeroes in and fires. Ah! But as evil T-1000 tries to get even, Terminator deploys his secret weapon. Evil's riding the amazing strike cycle. That gyro power sends him over a hundred feet at top speed. And he's not through yet. Into the dragster. Evil's super sprint car with built-in drag shoot to slow him down. What a hook. And now, the sky cycle. That daredevil death-defying supersonic sky plane on wheels. And here he is on the super cool chopper bike. With the power that can really rip. He's sensational. He's evil Knievel. He's a knockout. He's ideal. Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week, where we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. And Ben has the Toy of the Week this week, so over to you, Ben. Well, thank you, sir. And this week I'm going to be talking about a release from Gentle Giant. Um, I'm a very sort of uh, picky person when it comes to Gentle Giant. I haven't actually taken the plunge with any of their sort of mainstream uh, busts or, or statues. I've got a, few, a couple of their statues. Um, when I was lucky enough to be at the San Diego Comic Con back in 2011, uh, I picked up their uh, Squirrel Pool mini bust, which was an exclusive, and it was a lot of fun. Um, it was actually a, a really good price, and, and uh, I was about think about third in line on, on one day to, to get one, so I was quite lucky. Um, and, and it's a lot of fun. It's just one of those sort of busts that looks really nifty on the shelf, and. Uh, Subsequently, they released a Thorfrog, for those people who are aware of that particular storyline in the Thor comics, um, and Thorfrog is equally hilarious. He, he looks like a lot of fun. Um, and so I was actually quite thrilled when I found out that they were doing another release in that sort of similar sort of, um, I guess, bit of fun kind of line, and that was the um, Peter Porker, the Spectacular Spider-Ham. Um, I actually think Gentle Giant are onto a bit of a hit with these. Uh, when these new companies come into the market and they release these new products, you kind of sit back and go, well, do I really need to start collecting another line of busts? Do I need another Spider-Man bust or another Captain America bust? Um, you know, just, there has to be something really amazing to, to draw you in. And uh, and I think Gentle Giant have done that with this particular line and they've, they've tapped into that element of the Marvel Universe that's quite quirky. Um, for those people that don't know, um, Peter Porker, the spectacular Spider-Ham, was originally just a bit of a... I guess it was just a bit of a parody. It was a bit of fun, something silly that Marvel did back in the early 80s. Um, this is actually the 30th anniversary of Spider-Ham. So he first appeared in a Marvel Tales, and that's Marvel, T-A-I-L-S. Um, and then he got his own comic, which ran for about sort of 17 issues or something, created by Tom DeFalco. Um, so the bust is actually quite large for, for such a, a small character. I mean, he's only a little fella. But... Um, 
He's about 11 and a half centimetres or four and a half inches tall, but because of the way he's actually been sculpted, his arms are, are quite um, outstretched, and so he's actually about 15 centimetres or 5.9 inches wide um, from sort of fingertip to fingertip. Now, this was a 2013 San Diego Comic Con exclusive. Um, it took me a little while to get mine because I've been stalking them on eBay, just sort of waiting for that um, right price to come along. <laughs> um, they were limited to 500, and this is number two. 136. I I don't think uh, Gentle Giant are the, the kind of company to um, limit their items to San Diego. So I'd say, you know, you get the limited edition version that has, um, you know, SDCC sort of stamped on the bottom and on the box, but then there'll probably be a, a more general release that'll come out later on. So if you're after one, I'd, I'd keep an eye out. So this guy set me back about $75, but that's only because I think he, he sold for about $50 and it cost me, uh, you know, the extra on postage. So he comes in a because he's a bust. He comes in a, a nifty little box. Um, one of the interesting things about the box is that it features artwork of the character, but most of the artwork actually shows him full bodied. So unless you're really paying attention and reading the text on the box, it wouldn't occur to you that this is a bust because you see him in, in his full. You know, it's it's um, it's been actually hand drawn. It's it's not photos of the actual item inside. So you'd need to be sort of on your game for that. But the box is fun. It's it's easy to open. Uh, it's a two part tray that opens quite easily, and he uh, fits quite neatly in the box. Goes back in quite neatly. Um, so as far as the sculpt goes, it's. It's actually quite flawless. It, it really captures the character perfectly. He's got like the little sort of fat tummy. Um, there's almost no musculature whatsoever. He's quite cartoony. Um, you know, the, the snout's a lot of fun. Um, one of the things that's quite interesting is they haven't actually um, sort of, I guess, you know, cut corners, all the, the black lines that you get on Spider-Man's costume, that sort of webbing lines, everything's actually been sculpted, nothing's been painted on. Mm. Um, the the web that's on the end of his snout with the spidey eyes, that's all sculpted. Everything's been sculpted. So even the, the spider hasn't just been painted on but actually sculpted. So as far as a sculpt goes, it, it's really hard to find any fault with it. It's all very nicely done. There are no sort of cut corners. Um, as far as the colour goes, I'm, I'm actually really impressed. The paintwork is amazing. Um, I, I, I'm having trouble faulting it, considering that there are so many lines where colours meet, um, you know, the reds and blues. There's next to no slop whatsoever, um, even on where the spider uh, is on his the black spiders on his red chest and on the back the red spider on his blue costume. It's all very nicely done. The colours are just fantastic. There's a very subtle wash over the the red parts of the costume that just sort of um, I guess take that that zing out of the red, which is quite nice. What does actually stand out is because the blue and the black. Uh, sorry, the blue and the red are actually quite matte in appearance. The actual lenses in his eyes have been painted with a really high gloss kind of white colour, so they really jump out as, as these sort of shiny lenses. So that's a lot of fun. And one of the things I really like about this bust is you've got that traditional sort of Spider-Man pose with his hands where he does the web shooters with his middle two fingers, mm. and he sort of gets that kind of, you know, that heavy metal rocket out kind of thing with the hand. Um, because he's only got four fingers, he's only got the one finger sort of um, operating the web shooter, which is a lot of fun. <laughs> 
so um, you know, it's it's actually quite a, an amazing sort of. It's a it's a really fun piece to have sitting on your shelf because it is so nicely done. I think the the choice of um, position uh, so that it's really dynamic with the arms outstretched like that. Um, as far as sort of articulation, anything like that goes, obviously it's a bust, so there's there's nothing like that. There's no uh, nothing in the way of accessories. You do, however, get a certificate of authenticity, um, which is nice. Uh, certainly companies like um, DC Collectibles have stopped, um, I guess, offering their, their stuff as... Um, what do you call it, you know, limited, limited edition yeah. as far yeah. as even you don't even get a number on the bottom of it anymore, whereas this one not only has the fact that it's a 2013 convention exclusive on the bottom plus the uh, the 236 of 500, but you also get the nifty little sort of certificate card inside the box to say it is a San Diego exclusive. So that's something nice and, and for a limited edition of 500, you'd sort of expect something like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, look, I, I'm really struggling to fault this piece. Uh, oh, I'm, I can sense what's coming. I honestly... It's going to be just, 13, isn't it? <laughs> not, not quite oh, that bad. Okay. Right. Um, look, I, I really don't know where to drop it. It's... I, I can't drop fault... drop it. I can't. You don't have to be a Justin. Justin's not here. I uh, he's not. He's not. But he's he's probably getting really nervous when he's listening to this part of the episode. But I'm just going to go right ahead and give this guy ten out of ten because he's just he is so much fun. He looks fantastic with the other pieces. Um, It's a great character choice, uh, and I just hope that Gentle Giant keep going. Very good. Good on you, Ben. Yeah, indeed. So where where could they go next with this line? Like what little animal sidekicks have they not done um well i guess they're all over the place really because um the spider ham exists really in his own universe he, mm-hmm. he's not one of those kind of avengers pets like um lockjaw or because someone like um lockjaw could meet someone like Thorfrog in theory and i think there was even that miniseries called the pet avengers but um spider ham kind of sits in his own one um look i'd like to see them go as far as starting to do some quirky characters like howard the duck okay i think would be would be fun so yeah i could see that fitting quite well actually yeah absolutely Uh, yeah very good. Well, thank you very much for that, Ben. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll be right back to talk about the new items that we've added to our collections. Morphing Power Rangers. This is Zordon. It's morphing time. Evil space aliens are approaching your location. Combine your weapons. It's your only hope. Karate action, Power Rangers. Use your hand-to-hand fighting abilities. Block, chop, and kick. Protect the Earth from evil space aliens. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers from Bandai. Grab the power. Well, the whole reason we do this thing is because we collect and we need to somehow feel justified in our acquisitions. Uh, so this is really what the show is all about. This is feeding the addiction where we take time to say what we got. And I'm going first. And I have my uh, first bit of Star Wars Black 6-inch Series 2, although I don't know if I'm going to be getting all of it, as we'll discuss in the topic. I also picked up the Funko... Uh, dark side for Miss 12 on my latest trip to Adelaide. I discovered actually a just, you know, you're a normal kind of Westfield shopping town um, out in Marion out of Adelaide that has got quite a number of uh, geeky sort of shops. 
So cool. yeah, there's like a game world, a another game traders, and then another shop that all had various bits and pieces of the stuff that we collect. So that was very cool. Um, I could have gone nuts on the Funkos, but I didn't have the luggage space. Uh, so I stuck to Dark Side. I've actually got a fair bit of stuff stored up for her for Christmas. So nice. this was just a. We, we um, have a family tradition that the first Saturday in December, which was today, is our. We celebrate the European St. Nicholas Day nice. on that day because um, we don't have gifts uh, from Santa on, on Christmas. Day. I talked about this last week, and Adam said spoilers. Um, but yeah, we we do. This is the day where we remember who the real Saint Nicholas was, and then we. It's when we start the Christmas season and put up the tree and all those good things. So, and we have a little present, and that's what she got. And I also have uh, a box of uh, stuff from Big Bad Toy Store that I know I have to pick up at the post office. But of course, I've been away this week and that's got some new marvel universe in it but i don't know exactly what i'm getting uh in terms of whether it's going to be is this the whole aurora north star debacle yeah this is the whole you know these are theoretically not running variants they're both meant to be out but no one seems to have north star so uh i'll i assume i'll be getting aurora as well and then maybe never have north star which will be annoying Hmm. um so grr yeah (laughs) seems to be a a running gag with hasbro oh it's so annoying it's a really like you know the same thing with i still don't have uh dagger and a bomb from the previous you know thing because i haven't been willing to pay the ebay prices for them um and now i'm going to be in the same boat with north star i assume so i mean i don't know i i'm i'm patient with that kind of stuff i reckon you know eventually they come down you know, in value mostly, um, and the North Star, uh, sorry, the um, Dagger and A bombs have been coming down a little bit on eBay, but still not to where I'm really actually happy to pay. So yeah, yeah, I'll just wait because it's <laughs> it's just annoying, you know. Yeah. Um, and the uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I got distracted because I was starting to look at eBay. For <laughs> North Star to see whether or not he was even on eBay, which he's not, which says to me that maybe he's either not out yet or, God forbid, hasn't been made. No. Uh, yes, anyway. <laughs> well, it's just going to drive me crazy. We've already got the, you know, uh, oh, I can't rant about Wrecking Crew Bulldozer for 10 episodes in a row, but <laughs> rant, 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 rant. <laughs> oh, for, the, for those of us that have pretty nifty customs, we're fine. Oh, shut up. Anyway. Your turn. <laughs> My turn. Well, I picked up a Gentle Giant Spider-Ham bust, which I'll talk about sometime. <laughs> That'll be good. Um, you should. And I, yes, I should. And I also got my Star Wars Black Series 2, which we shall talk about shortly. Hurrah, hurrah. Well, that's a terribly exciting segment, isn't it? It was. Woohoo! <laughs> Okay. I was going to say, uh, everything I got, I'm talking about in, in different uh, segments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be, um, when it gets closer to Christmas... Then and I probably won't be on the show because I'll be busy, but uh, I'll have lots to talk about then. I'm sure. Okay, well, that was exciting. Um, hopefully, our red card is going to be a little bit more revolution revelationary <laughs> than that, and uh, we'll be right back to award that red card to something or someone else in the toy universe. What is this bizarro world? 
red carded is the little segment that could, a last-minute addition to the original format of the show that somehow turned into one of our most popular segments. And this is where we uh, ask why or go what the heck or complain or mock or all of the above. And uh, tonight, I don't know what we're doing because Ben's doing it. So over to you, Ben. Well, some of you might have been aware of the recent annual Black Friday sales where your inbox is spammed to death from Never companies. Never heard of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> companies you didn't even realise would have anything to do with Black Friday. we are right. sending you emails going, you get 60% off a new sprinkler for your garden. Yeah, companies <laughs> actually don't have anything to do with Black Friday. <laughs> That's true. So, it was, uh, yeah, it was a bit... I mean, every now and then there's a bit of a gem that, that catches your attention. I, I noticed Kid Robot had some really good sales, but unfortunately they were limited to their website and their shipping to Australia is actually really, really expensive. So Ooh. it kind of negated any uh, any sort of bonus you get there. But um, one of the ones that absolutely amused me to no end was um, for those of us that live internationally, we get rewarded uh, by Sideshow, if, if you order something significant like a premium format statue, they'll ship it and then they'll send you a code for a $25 voucher. And, I mean, they're, they're pretty nifty if you're buying something that's uh, not that expensive. Maybe, you know, for me, it might be one of the uh, Monster Arts Godzilla figures that are around $100. Well, $25 off comes in quite handy. So I was uh, quite amused when I got an email from Sideshow offering me a $25 off coupon. Now, Sideshow can be incredibly generous, and then there are times where it's like, yeah, nice one, Sideshow, you, you tried to trick me there. So I, I went in to have a bit of a look, and, of course, it was one of those ones where here's a $25 coupon um, towards selected products. And I thought, oh, yes, you know, is it going to be, you know, what, what kind of crap have they built up in their warehouse that they're trying to palm off? <laughs> um, and so I clicked on the link to have a bit of a look, and... The reason they're getting the red card this week is one of the items that uh, I could apply my $25 off coupon was to the life-size Terminator T-800 endoskeleton, which would set me back $6,000. Awesome. And I thought, wow, wow, that's 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 tempting now. I mean, I was I was you know I was on the fence for a while there about buying this, but now that I can get $25 off, oh, I'll have three. I, it's enough. It's enough for me. I mean, now that now that I can get point zero three percent off, um, that was enough to push me over, and, and I've ordered one. So, well, actually, no, I haven't. So, yeah, okay. so you know, I, I was extremely because you know those things aren't randomly generated. It's not like they just pick random things on the website because you know all the latest editions, sort of hot toys and, and premium format statues, um, don't apply to these kind of sales. So they actually have to go through and select stock to attach to this particular offer. Uh, and I'm just wondering, you know, who selects a $6,000 statue was like, yeah, this, this will be enough to push people. You know, we'll be able to shift the remaining stock in the warehouse by offering them $25 off a $6,000 life-size statue. So, uh, yeah, Sideshow, um, well thought out there. Yeah, I, I actually don't think I have ever managed to successfully use one of those coupons because whenever I get my international appreciation blah blah thing um i uh, whatever i try to use it on it always says oh sorry this is ineligible yeah it's happened to me a few times as well it's very quirky as to how that works yeah it's like oh you want to choose this in a way that would actually be useful to you sorry Mm, mm. it doesn't apply this is just our like token appreciation thing we don't actually want to have to give you a discount yeah um so, anyway. Yeah, the only thing it'll work on is the My Little Pony premium format statue. Oh, what? So. <laughs> awesome. I'll have three. That's right. 
<laughs> oh, that's a well-deserved red card because that's just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what red card's all about. All right. Well, coming up after that well-deserved fail is our discussion topic of the week. It's new ATAT, the all-terrain armored transport from Kenner. Batteries not included, action figures each sold separately. You can make ATAT walk, its legs are big enough to crush obstacles. You can move ATAT's head and pretend to scan for rebels. ATAT has a cockpit for Imperial Commander and ATAT Driver, and laser machine guns. When you push a button to fire the laser cannons, you activate battle lights and sounds. There's even a troop compartment. New ATAT from Kenner's Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back Collection. Well, back in episode 81, we discussed wave one of the Hasbro Star Wars Black 6-inch line, and we're back now to talk about wave two. So this is the uh, wave that includes Greedo, Boba Fett, Slave Leah, and is this meant to be episode four Han Solo, or, I mean, I don't know, <laughs> just Han Solo, I'm not sure. Uh, so I present only have Han and Greedo. You've got the whole lot, is that correct? Yeah, I, I just find it easier just to buy it because they, they actually come in a nifty case. They obviously ship as a case of four from yep. Mike S and yep. so just throws them in a box for me. Well, see, I had these on order at Big Bad Toy Store. I love Mike S too, but I love Pile of Loot um, <laughs> and because you know I get my statues that way. So I had mm-hmm. this sitting in my... Uh, pile of loot and then i actually found these guys at target for for 18 dollars. nice i know so i was like well i'm canceling my big bad pile of loot um because then i'm paying shipping as well and same kind of same price but in us dollars so um Mm. they didn't have any boba fett's and um I didn't get uh, slave leah because they all looked like they'd been hit with the extra ugly stick but um you'll you'll (laughs) talk about you'll talk about that (laughs) I'm sure. So I guess, you know, start off, what what do you think about the character selection here, particularly as a follow-up to Wave 1, which we were pretty happy with? I, I'm very impressed. Um, I am really surprised that Fett made it into Series 2. I thought that would be one of those golden carrots that they mm. would continue to dangle in front of us um, mm. to, to keep us buying. And, and, I mean, obviously there are those people who are going to cherry-pick, but then there's people like me who are just going to keep, picking up the sets regardless of the characters. Um, I mean, if it gets too heavy with the prequel stuff, I'm, I might start to drop out with, you know, variations of clone troopers and, and things like that. But um, to throw Fett into Series 2, I was really surprised. But then to sort of, I, I guess, you know, there's that affinity with Han Solo, um, you know, Han's enemy Greedo, and then, of course, you know, he's, he's squeezed Leia. Um, I, I think they all tie together really nicely for a... Yeah. Really, really good selection. Yeah. It's a bit of a contrast to Wave 1 where we did have a mix of prequel. You know, and yeah. Not, yeah. And my only – and so, I mean, I think this is great, but my only, um, I don't know, reservation is that down the road if we end up with a whole wave of prequel characters, I might be picking up that wave. Um, That's right. You know, I mean, not that I'm – I'm not saying I'm not going to buy prequel characters, but it just kind of depends on who they are. Um, True. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll get the the kind of key ones, but I'm not going to go deep with the prequel stuff because it's just really not my thing. Mm-hmm. I'm also very grateful that uh, we didn't get an army builder. Um, I'm, I'm hoping we get a few gaps between yeah. army builders because <laughs> uh, I think I ended up with six sand troopers. So. Oh, Ben, that's <laughs> hilarious. I'm, I'm happy to have a pause before we get the stormtrooper in wave three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is that's a good thought actually. I hadn't 
I've never been bitten by the army builder bug at all, so <laughs> I don't I don't think in those lines. Which is hilarious because I have every other affliction of collecting. <laughs> but I suppose because I don't actually display a lot of my figures, you know, like I collect and store them nicely. So I really yeah. only need really only need one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So do you want to take us through one of the two that you're going to be looking at in a little bit of detail? Sure. Look, I'm just going to kick things off with uh, with Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> stunning figure. Absolutely stunning. Um, exceeded my expectations in many ways. Uh, there are some disappointments with the figure that I wasn't expecting. Mm. Um, one of the things that you notice straight away is that his head looks large. Um, he's just got that big bulbous sort of head but then well, I was actually sort of standing him next to Han and that sort of thing and then you sort of go well yeah this is probably how big his helmet would be because yeah. you know he's got to put a helmet over a normal sized head that's so right, yeah. yeah look that's fair yeah. um, and then once you've actually got the figure in your hand and you put his backpack on etc which I'll talk about in a minute um, you know, he, he looks pretty normal. So there's there's really, you know, he, he fits in quite nicely. You stand him next to someone like Darth Maul and, you know, they're, they're sort of the size is, is fine. Um, I mean, <clears throat> this is an excessively tooled figure. I mean, the, there's just, you know, you just don't get away with a lot of reuse on a figure like this. Uh, everything has to be tooled from scratch. So everything that makes a Boba Fett is there, not just the actual costume and the Mandalorian armor, but they, they've really gone to town with a lot of those little things like the, um, the weather on the armor you've got sort of um you know chips of paint out of the green of the armor that famous uh, dent in the top of his helmet is is quite obvious and quite prominent they've um they've got the decal of the the, the boba fett um logo i guess you'd call it on his left sort of pauldron etc um <clears throat> he comes with three accessories he comes with his blaster pistol his blaster rifle and his uh, his rocket backpack um a few things people are probably wondering. One is his little, um, oh, I forget what they actually call it, but that little sort of telescopic scope thingy that sticks up from the top of his helmet that sort of pops down. Um, that doesn't actually move. It's not articulated. It's kind of that just that soft rubber, um, so it's just kind of there. The backpack doesn't do anything at all. So <laughs> the, the, the rocket doesn't actually come out. It's it's not separate to the backpack at all in any way, shape, or form. Wait, are you saying um, that he can't fly? Well, he could try, but so he's disappointed. The the jets where on his backpack aren't even hollowed out; they're just sort of solid plastic. So, the backpack looks good um, from a distance, and if you stand him side on or, or have the rocket sort of sticking up over his shoulder, it looks good. But it really serves no purpose; he can't do anything with it. Um, the blaster pistol is fantastic; sits in his hand very nicely. The finger sits in the trigger; everything about it's great. Goes in the holster on his side really well. Um, what is disappointing though is the the, um, the blaster rifle, that sort of classic rifle that Fett has that's kind of a, a, a hodgepodge of bits and pieces that the prop master's made up. Um, I have a hard time getting my figure to hold it. It's it's one of those traditional guns where if you try to put the, the pistol grip in his hand, the stock of the weapon gets in the way of the forearm and so you've got it bent at a really weird angle. So I don't know, maybe I just haven't played with it enough um, to get that to happen. The other thing I noticed that's a little bit weird is with the articulation, um, Bob Boba Fett has these sort of twin pouches hanging off his belt and they sort of come off of his waist and, and, and sit over his thighs. Um, this actually really restricts the movement in his thighs. If you try to lift his legs up or down, 
these pouches kind of get in the way and they, they catch on other parts of his pants. And so you're really quite restricted in how much you can move him there. Um, the belt is removable, so you, you could actually take that off and, and play with the articulation a bit, but it's kind of pointless because it's, mm. it's all part of the look. Um, I mean, most of the articulation is as you'd expect. Um, his helmet, uh, you actually get a really good range of movement with the helmet. So you can actually put the chin of the helmet right down on the chest. But the best thing of all is you can actually tip the, the, the helmet back you know, a considerable amount. So if you actually wanted to put him into a flying position, you could actually get him sort of looking forward, um, not as far as you'd probably like, but more than you'd actually expect. Hmm. Um, th- there are a few dodgy things with the articulation. So, for example, he has thigh cuts that allow you to rotate the legs. Um, he has double-jointed knees. But beyond that, you've got the ankle rockers, but there's no way to really sort of swivel his his feet sort of left and right so you've got the ankle rockers and you can lift them up and down but you really don't get that left and right movement you know particularly easy so Hmm. there is a bit of a you know it takes a bit to get him to stand um he's got his cloth cape which kind of looks a bit dodgy and it's kind of hard to fit in behind the the rocket pack but just hanging down beside him looks quite good but overall stunning figure really really amazing it's just i don't know it's just fun having a six six inch boba fett (laughs) very cool very, very cool. Good on you. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, I will start with Greedo. Uh, this is, I think, a really good example of what the six-inch line can do for us. You know, when you look back at the original vintage Greedo, um, which really was not a very movie-accurate uh, toy in terms of, you know, he had a, a different kind of color scheme. You know, the didn't have the vest. Um, you know, it was a, not actually a really good representation of the movie character. And now in six inch form, we've got something that comes a heck of a lot closer. Um, <coughs> oh, you poor thing. Um, <coughs> Please try not to die during the show. It's really no. going to ruin it. Okay? Oh, I know. It's, it's, yeah. um, it's selfish. It's selfish. That's right. Think about others. Come on. Um, the, there's a couple of things, I think, with this uh, figure, and because uh, I spent a little bit of time just kind of comparing this to the vintage toy and then also to the movie. And, you know, I, I think this is pr- really pretty spot on in terms of an actual movie-accurate toy i think obviously greedo's hands were a bit oversized and this is these are uh he's got longer fingers but they're still kind of normalish hands he has a his right hand with the trigger pose ready to hold his gun and that's a pretty normalish hand with uh then obviously sculpted um fingers the other hand has got long fingers in it but they're not as oversized as the greedo in the film um the other thing just from a accuracy point of view that i noticed was that the he's got the yellow stripes on both his um arms and legs which the movie the original vintage one didn't but they're actually a bit thin compared to i think um, when you look at kind of uh, pictures from the the film, yeah. I mean that's getting super picky, but I'm just trying to, um, you know, be be uh, Justin-esque in my review. You know, not get just swept away like I usually do. Um, but this is just a great 
uh, figure. The head sculpt is fantastic. Uh, it's got you know incredible detail in the little, all the little spikes and tenderly things on his uh the back of his head um his eyes are really uh nicely painted and they're not quite metallic but they've got a little bit of a reflection to them which is groovy um there's some nice kind of weathering of his outfit a bit of a wash um which is you know cool gives nice detail uh the vest i don't know if the vest is removable but it's certainly it's not just sculpted on like it is a um a separate piece that's been applied and then he's got his belt and and holster um light on accessories he's just got the one pistol um but that's that's all right articulation wise he's very poseable um you have no trouble sitting him down if you want to recreate the cantina scene (laughs) um um, unfortunately he doesn't come with a whole blasted in the middle action feature for true accuracy but there you go you can't do everything um maybe that'll be a variant who knows Uh, (laughs) um my my only complaint with mine is that it's actually got a bit of paint slop in a couple of different places. Um, he's got a little yellow blop kind of just in his on his uh, left arm in the green bit, um, which is not really noticeable unless you're testing articulation. But then he's actually got quite a streak of uh, yellow paint on his right hand, um, which is a bit annoying. So if we were and if we were doing dolly ratings, he'd certainly be um, losing something for that. But yeah, great, great piece, great to own. And uh, like I said, I think it's a real. It really hit home to me uh, what this line can do because obviously things like you know R two D two and you know Sand Troopers. I mean, we've had lots of different versions of that. We've had um, lots of opportunities to see those characters in a more detailed form from the vintage over the years but Mm. someone like greedo you know we've seen obviously a 12 inch version sideshow version we've seen some statues and stuff but in terms of a a really solid six inch toy you know this is quite special so i'm really happy with him now to something that maybe we're not so happy with well i don't know because i don't have her but you've got slave leah well, thank you very much. We shall talk about Slave Leia, as she's known. And what, what actually amuses me to no end is she's actually known as Slave Leia on the box as well, which is <laughs> kind of, I don't know, a bit, bit odd. Weird, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, this figure copped uh, a, a lot of criticism when the, the stills first came out. The, the sculpt in particular, uh, people weren't very kind to those pro, that was prototype images. Um, you also have to wonder why they went with Slave Leia first over so many looks that she had through the films. Mm. Um, this is certainly has to be significantly down the list of um, layers that, that I'd like. Uh, so I just, she's a unique figure, um, universe builder, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So look, you know, that's just a given for me. Um, when I actually got her in hand, I was actually quite surprised. The, the facial sculpt is nowhere near as bad as that original prototype. Hmm. Um, I, I was actually, she was the one I was obviously the least looking forward to. Um, and so when I took her out of the box, I, I was really quite surprised that it's nowhere near as bad as, um, as what you'd expect. So, um, you know, I mean, that's not one that I'm going to be jumping up and down to put at the, you know, the forefront of the collection. Um, but, you know, she's actually not that bad. I, I think if anything, 
what she struggles with the most is because she shows so much flesh um, and, and there's such a lack of costume um, for this particular figure is the articulation starts to really hurt the aesthetics. Uh, you've just got so many broken, um, you know, aesthetic lines to her with uh, all, all the usual types of articulation. She's got double knee joints. She's got thigh cuts. Um, she's got sort of the, you know, the pin wrists, um, the pin and disc elbows, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, even under the, I guess, the, the, you know, whatever you want to call the bikini top, there's a, an ab crunch. So, um, you know, it does start to, to interfere a bit with the, I guess, the, the look of the figure um you know it's not not a huge deal but anyway uh something else that i think that didn't quite work for this figure is the the sort of the crimson um piece of the costume that hangs down from the the bikini bottom um they've used actual material for this and i think with this scale of action figure it it just doesn't tend to work that well hmm. um, so you've just got this rectangular piece of crimson material that's just been cut to fit um, but they've done the best job they can considering but i think i would have preferred sculpted plastic instead or sculpted rubber hmm. just to try and get a, a bit better you know sort of look um, she comes with a couple of accessories which is nice she comes with that kind of halberd axe kind of thing that she used on jabber's barge and there's also i don't think we ever really found out what it was it's just that sort of long kind of pole thing thing uh, <laughs> exactly what is very technical here that's technical talk um you know i don't know there's that much to actually talk about this figure she yeah. it is what it is the i wish they'd waited to get this better yeah you know, like like you said i don't think this is the first good word <laughs> sorry <laughs> I, I was trying you, to get one of the I wish you'd out. waited to do that. <laughs> um, the, but, like, I don't think this is the first Leia that we needed. But, I mean, it is obviously going to be a popular toy because the Slave Leia look has got such a kind of pop culture, um, you know, following. Yeah. And I, I wish they'd waited to get this right because certainly uh, there were plenty at the Target in Adelaide and I went through them all and there was none that I was happy with like, just yeah. in terms of – I don't know. Her head doesn't look like it quite fits right on her body to me. Um, and I just thought, oh, man. Yeah. I, I think this is the difficulty we're going to have with any of the the, 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 the human characters in that you, you have such high expectations for yep. facial sculpts. Um, yep. I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about a hand in a minute. Mm. Um, and, and I just... I think with the technology today with action figures, we do have really high expectations. We expect Luke to look like Luke and Han to look like Han. And, mm. um, you know, when we're getting such nice Superman figures from DC Universe Classics, well, you know, we, they're not sort of photorealistic, so you don't have to sort of capture that. Yeah. Um, but I think for what it is, they, they've done a pretty decent job. I still think it's a, a bit of a strange choice, but um, yep. Yep. She, she's not too bad. Okay. There you go. Well, I will talk about Han Solo to finish off. Um, and I'll start with the head sculpt because I'm actually really happy with it. Um, I did th – this is one reason why I was surprised I didn't end up with a Leia because I thought, oh, there's lots of them here. So this is an opportunity for me, rather than getting a random one, to actually choose – the best one mm. but i went through them all and was like yeah the best one is none of these um so <laughs> no thank you um and certainly of the that they had a few hand solos there and i chose the one that 
you know, I was happy with, but I, I think they've done a pretty good job with the likeness. Yeah, definitely. Are you yeah. happy with it? Yeah, look, I think there's definitely something that's missing, um, but you'd say that about just about any Harrison Ford toy. Sure. He, I think he's just got that Sarah Michelle Geller. Um, William Shatner. Yeah, where, yeah. where you know, you, you just uh, – I, I remember reading an interview with one of the sculptors who was doing the uh, the Diamond Select Buffy line and he was saying that um, one of the Sarah Michelle Gellar figures he did about eight times um, and, and the, the company just kept sending it back saying tweak it again, tweak it again and he finally said pick one of the eight and go with it because I'm done. <laughs> And I think Harrison Ford is just another one of those people as far as capturing likenesses goes. Yeah. But, you know, I, like I think in terms of this, uh, they, they've done a, a really good job. You know, it's not yeah. – like, I, I totally hear what you're saying. Um, but I'm definitely happy with the likeness. Um, I, it's taken me a while to – I wondered if the neck was a bit tall, um, but it, it's growing on me now the more that I – look at it yeah i feel like the neck is a little bit long overall um particularly if you kind of look at the back and see or just look from the side and see kind of just how much neck is there but yeah it's got that strange sculpt where it goes up the jawline and then under the ear so you really do see a large amount of of neck from the side it's a lot of neck (laughs) a lot of neck i've never thought of harrison ford as a particularly long-necked individual but there you go action figures have too much neck yeah (laughs) Um, the, so one of the things that is interesting about this is he comes with two different, uh, belt and holster options. Now, this is a movie specific thing. Yes. Um, so this is, he's wearing the white, uh, belt, which I think is the episode four version. Yeah. The stormtrooper belt. Yeah. yeah. The stormtrooper belt. Um, but then he also has his normal, uh, belt, which I have not actually put on because it's got a leg holster thing as well, which to me feels like it's going to be a little bit complicated to actually get on. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you know, the belt actually does unbuckle, I think. I'm scared. I'm afraid I'm going to break it. <laughs> I don't want to cry on the podcast, Ben. <laughs> you know, you know those times where be you're strong, like... Be strong, man. Be strong. <laughs> you know those times where you're like, I think that this is detachable but yes. i'm not sure and i'm really scared <laughs> focus man Use the okay i'll try later so that i don't have to cry on air um but it looks like it's detachable and now this is this is something that i think speaks to the quality of the line is that this guy has got a uh belt and holster so does greedo he's got a vest so does Greedo, but they're all different. Yeah. You know, like when you look at it, they're, they're uniquely sculpted. They're not reused. And this is where you would, I, I think in some other lines, which shall remain nameless <coughs> club, infinite earths, <coughs> um, that, you know, where you would see a, a lot of reusing of parts, um, and you know it would be you'd get away with it too, um, like particularly vests and that sort of thing. But these are different vests; they are different holsters and and belts. Um, there's you know a level of accuracy there, which probably partly is Lucasfilm, um, you know, because they are sticklers for that sort of stuff. Um, but it's still it's just great to see, and it speaks to the quality of the line. Um, now, where where Greedo was short on accessories and not so much, he's got. Uh, swap out hands with the half gloves um, and then he's got two different weapons um, 
which uh, won't both holster, but you can holster one and uh, hold the other. So I actually haven't tried to holster them. Do they both holster? Probably. His pistol does. Okay, his pistol holsters. Cool. I'm not going to um, take it out of the plastic thing now because I'm not going to make the horrible noise that you made before. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, you know, the vest is uh, not completely removable, but it is a separate piece. It's got some uh, nice little um, give in it. And the paint on mine is perfect. So hey. I've, I've got nothing bad to say. No, look, I, I think it's a great looking figure. And a, again, to get this, get him in that sort of signature look so early, uh, I, I think it's fantastic. I mean, you, know, you certainly love Han in his um, in his Hoth outfit, and also in the uh, you know the the Return of the Jedi sort of outfit. But the one thing that jumped out, uh, the one thing that jumps out to me about this particular figure is it's another classic case of someone at Hasbro going, hey, look, the, the trays have arrived to put the Star Wars black figures in. Oh, wait, the holes they've put in them don't quite fit the accessories, but let's jam them in anyway <laughs> because, you know, we can't hold up production by ordering trays that actually fit the accessories. So you get the guns kind of jammed into these little segmented parts of the tray and they don't quite fit, so he's... His stormtrooper blaster has got this huge bend in it, and yeah. the barrel on his pistol is bent, and yeah, it's just you know that that classic thing you get with action figures where yes. stuff doesn't quite fit. Yep, I mean it's a it's kind of a one of those things of I suppose there's not a a perfect way to package this stuff so that it doesn't either it's rattling around in the box, which would drive you crazy, mm. or it's taped, which you know, can be problematic as well, or it's securely fastened in, but then, you know, so securely fastened that it's been, I mean, that was one of my constant bugbears with uh Marvel universe was that, you know, the action posing is fun, but then if you have a figure that cannot stand up on its own because its leg is warped from yeah. figures, it's maybe not actually, yeah. The, the point, you know? <laughs> yeah, and you mentioned a good point there, and that is that the, the figures themselves actually come out of the trays quite well, and they, yeah, they do. stand up. I haven't had any problems standing any of them up. Yeah. So, and they do fit in; they do fit back in nicely as well. I mean, yeah, you, you do you warp the plastic a bit when you take it take them out, but they can fit back in because I'm taking mine out to kind of inspect them, but then I'll be keeping them in the package, and I haven't had any problem putting them back in. Yeah. Um, so I'm really happy with that. It's a very, I'd call it very collector-friendly packaging mm. from that perspective. Indeed. And I think that that matte black packaging uh, is going to be a nightmare for collectors who, who want to sort of have that mint on card because the, um, the plastic and the, the black cardboard parts seem to scuff fairly easily. So um, oh, yeah. good luck if you want one of those sort of AFA graded 10. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. it's not. I, I couldn't possibly be... Um, worried about that stuff Mm -hmm. so looking forward the the next wave is a mix of prequel and uh original series uh figures we've got anakin uh no not anakin sorry we've got uh the early uh prequel ben sorry yeah general general kenobi yeah and another stormtrooper, and are there only three? 
Yeah, there was a lot of talk about shortening the waves to three figures per wave and that would give them an opportunity to reissue uh, previous figures and okay. sort of slot in those popular ones such as Army Builders. Uh, so, you know, you might see the Sand Trooper reissued as part of that wave, etc. which for, for me is very, very disappointing. Um, I just don't understand why they didn't just plough on with four figures per yeah. wave and release all-star cases later on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wonder if that'll continue or if because to me it's a missed opportunity. Like I mm. like the once you kind of get into the rhythm. I don't know if I've had two waves, but you're kind of like, oh, we're missing one. And I mean, it is an interesting. I, th- I think wave three with we've got Bespin Luke, um, a normal, uh, I guess normal issue Stormtrooper, and then um, prequel Ben. Um, you know, actually getting two. We've already had a Luke. We've already mm. had a a sand trooper, so uh, to me it's kind of missing that wow factor. It, yeah. I mean, even though obviously these these are essential figures, um, yeah, yeah, it's just missing that kind of like ooh hammerhead or you know something there yeah. that, that that would give it that punch. Absolutely. I mean, for me, I'm still very keen for Chewie, very keen for Vader, um, but even some of those quirky characters like Bosk. Um, I thought it would have been a lot of fun. Yep. Yes. Well, we shall see. I mean, I'm Indeed. still. I'm. I'm. This is the kind of only action figure line that's still going that I'm, you know, collecting. I mean, I, I can't really count Marvel Legends because it feels like it's dying, even though it's not. <laughs> like, you know. So this is the one that I'm kind of looking forward to now, as opposed to tolerating. Mm. So we'll see what happens. But it's yep. uh, good fun. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we've done that very well, and I think we should take a break and come back with some feedback. The signal goes out. The ferocious feline is on the prowl. But Bruce Wayne's custom coupe is loaded with surprises. Batman returns. What was that? It's Batman. But Batman's unstoppable. No, I'm not. Batman strikes back. Batman returns. Bruce Wayne figure included with custom coupe. Other figures sold separately. Well, as always, we like to finish off with a bit of feedback before we close. And if you would like to hear your questions or comments or rants or raves uh, read out on the show, you can send them to us via email at podcast.actionfigureblues.com. You can tweet to us at AFBlues on Twitter. You can post on our Facebook page. You can post at the AFB forum at afbforum.com. Or you can tie a note around a rock and throw it through Ben's window. It's yeah. it's really up to you. And, uh, Ben, you've got our first piece of feedback tonight, which came to us via Facebook. Uh, I do, and it's from Brandon Whitmore, and he says, I love the episode, but you know that the item you picked for the red card this week is just a Photoshop of this item. Uh, and that's a, uh, a Superman snuggler. Yes. So we did know that this is, uh, I think, from two shows ago, um, The what we red carded was a photoshopped version of this that made it look like it was a sex toy um and we we did discover before the show that it was a photoshop but we decided to do it anyway because it was so hilarious but we did say that we knew it was a photoshop but thank you brendan and thank you for listening 
And uh, I have our other piece of feedback, and this is from some guy named John, um, or engineer nerd, I think he calls himself sometimes. Uh, And he is responding to, uh, in our last episode where we talked about repaints, and in the news we covered some repaints, and one of them was the uh, crimson, crimson... whatever Crimson Guard, I think. Guard version of the Baroness premium format. And he says there's actually precedence for the red Baroness variant. There have been two or three figures of her in that color. This is her as a Crimson Guard commander. Some folks are big Crimson Guard fans, so it might be their cup of tea. And, John, I would totally agree with you, except, A, it's a $400 variant, and, B, it's but ugly. So. Well, I think the, the main thing is that yeah, that's great. And if you're a, a Crimson Guard fan, you'd have to be peeved if you'd bought the um, exactly the first Baroness, and then the Crimson Guard one comes along, and you're like, oh, okay, well, I've already shelled out four hundred bucks. Exactly. Um, and I, I mean, look, I look, I understand. You know, we we were kind of saying, oh, it's like you know Skittles, and there's different colors, whatever. And so, good point, John, that it is a legitimate variant of the Baroness, um, but. You know, if there are Crimson Guard fans, like you said, I don't think you'd kind of think, oh, they'll probably make three of these, so I'll wait for the red one. Yeah. And it's that kind of, um, you know, it's not a $15 action figure that you can just pop for another one if you really want that version. It's the, you know, one of a kind. Well, not one of a kind, sorry, but, you know, you're only going to own one of these if you yeah. are going to own any of them. So it's annoying. But I still think actually that particular piece looks terrible <laughs> and i'm sticking to it good on you and john you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> and i love you john <laughs> we do we do yeah and we still want you to organize episode 100 because we can't be bothered john so please yeah, do. yeah okay. thanks man good on you good on you but we want to be on the show yeah yeah don't leave us out he, he sent me a message and said he's imagining it's going to be an all glamour gals episode so i asked him to work on it a bit Excellent. Yeah, come up with a new concept. So maybe half Glamour Gals and half uh, My Little Pony. <laughs> well, we've got a Sailor Moon. I better use my $25 off voucher to get that My <laughs> Pony from Sideshow. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we have uh, been surviving quite well on these two-man shows thanks to <laughs> – um, the holiday season and crappy internet. Um, so, right. yeah, who knows? Next week it might be a one-man show. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, but we are hope that your lead-up to the holiday season is enjoyable and that you are uh, have got some nice things on the way, but most importantly, some quality time with your friends and family. Indeed. And on that heartwarming note, I'm going to say bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Be heartwarming. Indeed. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening.
you know, this is quite special. So I'm really happy with him. Now, to something that maybe we're not so happy with. Well, I don't know, because I don't have her, but you've got Slave Leah. We obviously don't feel like talking about her. I think that's a sign, you know, that obviously she's uh, pretty crappy. Okay, well, I don't think we need to do any more. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. In five, four, three. Well, Red Carded is the little segment that could, a last-minute addition to the original format of the show that somehow turned into one of our most popular segments. And this is where we uh, ask why or go what the heck or complain or mock or all of the above. And uh, tonight, I don't know what we're doing because Ben's doing it. So over to you, Ben. No! Are you dead?